Welcome to the fittest podcast in Oakland, where your favorite coaches talk everything to help make you a better person inside and outside the gym. Fittest podcast in Oakland, and this week we're putting you to sleep. No, not with our words and not with our blabbing and all of that, but we're helping you sleep longer because April's lifestyle focus is all about the sleep. So we're gonna make you a better sleeper, and we're make you enjoy sleeping more, and we're make you forget about that I'll sleep when I'm dead thing because that's not real. So get to sleep and enjoy learning all about the good things you can do for sleep. Take care. Okay, we finally turned the microphone on. I think we've been talking for 20 minutes. <laughs> well, we needed to get, you know, get through some stuff. Yes. So, yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. Mom and dad are not fighting. We have <laughs> to leave the gym to have a meeting. <laughs> that's, the, that's what happens. Yeah. Well, sometimes I have to leave the gym to work out. So, I get it. That's true. Like, it, it or, makes... or I'll try to turn it into a meeting. <laughs> uh... It goes for everyone. And it's not, it's not even in particular, but it is really nice when I go visit other gyms and I do not have to put away dumbbells, boxes, or worry that the toilet paper's not clean in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, or remember an email you forgot to send and run into the office. I did that all the time. I'm like, oh, hold on a second. I got to do that. I just remembered. You're in the middle of your power cleans, Robin. I know. <laughs> Which, by the way, everyone compliment Robin. We had, was it Friday's workout last week or yesterday? No, Friday. Friday, Robin has a notorious habit of turning up the music after one round. Yes. She did it well before the workout started and did not go to the music at all. Yeah. In a very hard workout, yeah. by the way. Yeah, you guys are going to love it. <laughs> so, so, so pat Robin on the back when you see her next. She is, she is exuding mental health growth. Men mental fortitude. Exactly. She's getting more comfortable with it's discomfort. Like, I'm in the middle of my first round and it's not going well. So I'm going to take a little break and go adjust the music. Maybe turn on the fan. My whoop isn't on. I better turn that on. Okay, now I'm going to complete that round. <laughs> and if it makes Robin feel any better, the only reason I ran full 800 every single time yesterday was the fear of Steph shaming, shaming, me, shaming me for not for turning around at the yak, not at the drain spout of the 800. So, so Steph, yeah, has injected a little <laughs> bit of energy into our workouts and a little bit of, oh, we better step up our game or she's going to give us so much grief. Yeah. And we have to be good role models for young stuff. Yeah. Yes. And Britt is it and Tom, everyone's been joining us for coaches' yes. workouts, which yes. is you guys, it's like you it's the same thing. It's just so much more fun with a group of people than just by yourself or just with someone that you're trying not to have a meeting with. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. So what are we actually talking about? Well, well when we first started, we were talking about permanently putting someone to Never mind. Go ahead. Permanently putting someone. Oh, oh, oh! No, we're not talking about that. No, we're not going to talk about that. that All right. Don't put anybody permanently to sleep. Okay. But. But. We have hit a new month. Yes. So we have to recap the old month 
and bring in the new month. Lifestyle focus. Lifestyle focuses. Right. So we're focusing. So meal planning in March. Uh-oh. Wah, wah. <laughs> Uh-oh. How'd it go, Robin? Well, I'll tell you. It didn't go well. So that's the bad news. Like, I didn't do super great. Um, I did have my kids back, so I didn't care about anything but hanging out with them uh, for a week. And, yeah, it didn't really do well. But one of the things I realized is I need more help with my nutrition. Or I think I would do better if I had some coaching. So I'm exploring getting a nutrition coach. So that is that was the height of my that was the highlight of my march as far as lifestyle goes. But, but I think that's that's a big that's a big step. You know, they always say if you don't know you have a problem, you can't <laughs> the first fix step the problem. Is admitting you have a problem. I don't like I got to be honest, like I I like kind of quasi meal planning, but I am not that person that's going to be like here are my containers, here is my you know, like my little assembly line, like I know myself and that's just not me. Um, but you know, that doesn't mean you can't prep. So, and I have not been door dashing as much. I don't know if you noticed, but I've been bringing my food a little more. So that's, as, that's, that's as far progress. As, that's that is progress. progress. That is that progress. Is, so that's as far as I've got, I've got in, in my meal planning. And I think for some people, you know, you do, you do have to kind of find your own sustainable habit you definitely should plan like we talked about go back and listen to the episode because there's a lot of pitfalls if you don't but mm -hmm. but you do kind of have to find something that you'll actually do so still working on that but that's yeah. progress yeah, that, yeah i yeah. mean the less door dashing and and somewhat planning and then realizing i need help yeah i mean those are that's not small let's just say ben's failures were worse than robin's Ooh, failures. let's hear it let's hear it so I set out the big goal to take meal planning off of Ben's plate. Yes. Yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> so I failed miserably. Yes. Um, because I still prepped this weekend and I will have to prep this coming weekend. Um, but there was a win within failing. And here's what I mean. Um, so one, I still prepped. Still dealt with all that. But two things happened. One, um... I actually found a company that gave me a giant spreadsheet. So I just have to go choose the spreadsheet and, and do it. Cool. What's um, the name of the company? I what don't remember the company. Okay. That's the problem. I know. Too. Like, what is it? Um, <laughs> so once I figure that out, check in with me in May. Maybe I'll have an update for you all. Um, two, in, in putting myself out there with it, people actually came to me looking to help, which was really cool. So um, shout out to Jamie Best. She actually gave me a coupon to do another company with meal planning. So um, it's actually sitting on my desk still. So thank you, Jamie. Um, and if I haven't done it in a week or two, I'm just going to use that coupon and, and do it. Yeah. Um, so thank you, Jamie. And it was really cool because it's like, one, somebody, people listen to the podcast. <laughs> That's thank cool. goodness. Yeah. Two, um, other people are doing this and they're having success with it. So... Uh, I really appreciated that from Jamie. So I wanted to shout her out and give her a big thank you. Um, also, we connected her and I on the love of coupons mm. and sales. So Jamie is much like me. When we can use a coupon, we're going to use a coupon. So to all the marketing geniuses out there, you'll get me with a coupon. Promo code. <laughs> What's our promo code? Promo code fittest. I don't know. That's um, awesome. So... 
I I appreciate that. And it was that was a big win for me because it shows one that people are actually taking and doing kind of the things we say. Yeah. And finding success with it. So that's really cool. And then also someone's looking out for us, which I really appreciate. Yeah, for so, sure. So thank you. So in my failure, I succeeded. Weirdly enough. You know, as anything, it's uh what's that saying? If you learn from failure, it's a win kind of thing. I can't remember. That's not the saying, but basically yeah. that's it. Like learn from your losses and they become wins. I love it. So that that's you had a you had another win this month. Yes. Um, <laughs> my planning practices went into planning yeah. a, a small <laughs> wedding. So I think, um, yeah, navigating three, um, well, four national flights for individuals and then hotel planning and then trying to explain to my father that things we had talked about a week in advance were the, still the same. Oh, Dan. So, um, yes, but it all worked out and plans came together magically. So, and you, and you have your MR degree. They call it an MRS yeah, yeah, degree, but you have your yeah, MR degree. MR degree, yes. <laughs> Good job. Good. Yeah. That's funny. I've never heard that statement before. Oh, you go to college to get your MRS degree? Oh. It's kind of dated. It's like a 1950s, 60s thing. Yeah. I mean, it works. It actually works better for an MR nowadays than an MS. Yeah, it's very an problematic. MRS. You don't go to college to get to find your spouse. I guess you could, but I don't think that should be your primary motivation. That's a very expensive proposition. If you look at the current problem with young males, they actually need to. Oh, it's a it's a it's a problem. There's mu- there's more problems than that. But no, I'm just kidding. Well, Love you young males. It, well, it's all it's all attached. <laughs> let's just say some of the problems of their problems come from not having. We should do a podcast on that. No, <laughs> no. One, because I'll probably I will have opinions. I one out. I always have opinions. Two, <laughs> I will piss off both sides. Okay. And I'm probably bad. Well, let's leave it at congratulations. Yes, let's do that. (laughs) All right. So what are we talking about? So that was March. Yes. So, well, sorry, guys. We're not being the best role models, but um, maybe maybe this month. Well, I would say we're also being great role models because we show that role models have flaws. And (laughs) and you all know that you have flaws. And so us being like, hey, like. like Meal planning is hard. Well, like me, like I got the meal planning shit figured out. And now I got to unfigure it out. Yeah. So it's like, you would go, you look at me on the surface and go, oh my God, he brings a suitcase full of food every day. He's got it all figured out, blah, blah, blah. And I go, but I don't. And so like, that's the thing I want to always teach people is you can always tweak things. You can always learn things. There's always seasons to this. There's always something you can get better at. And the moment you think it all, you got it all figured out. I'm gonna tell you right now, you're gonna get hit in the face, and you're not. Gonna and then, have and like you out. said, the season, like things change. Like I'm yeah. sure you're not gonna have as much time, maybe this summer, to spend all day food prepping. Exactly. For no particular reason. Exactly. Well, and that's <laughs> the whole point. Is like, hey, wherever you're at on the journey, as long as you realize where you're at, you've won. Yeah. Like, and and then just be be okay being there. But don't be complacent. Yeah, optimize your situation. Yeah. Yeah. Find I, that balance. Um, I was listening to a podcast with Juliet and Kelly Starrett. Mm-hmm. And Juliet said one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> She's like, look, we had a rule because we wanted to cook dinner for our family every night. 
we brought the kettlebells into the kitchen and did 10 kettlebell swings in between cooking things because they could not get to the gym to work out. Hmm. And I was like, wait a minute. That these are two, if you don't know who they are, these are two role models in the fitness industry. A lot of people look up to them and their expertise and all their things. But they were telling you about a time in their life when literally they were terrible at fitness. Like everybody would go, wait, they just did like 10 swings. Well, like, they prioritized the, the meal with exact, the family over the, the fitnessing. Yeah. And then they had a 10 push-ups, 10 squats at 10 p.m. thing. I can't remember how it all God, went. That for, sounds miserable. I am so sorry. But if you think about it, like, hey, they did something. Absolutely. Like, uh, Miranda Aldroyd, uh, I don't know what her last name is now, but uh, street parking. That's kind of the overreaching theme and the do, do something. Something is better than nothing. And I love that. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, for sure. And so, yeah. So for meal planning, something is better than nothing. Exactly. And then I'm sure for our next subject, that will also hold true. Yes. Uh, it's Alcaraz. Alcaraz? Alcaraz, yeah. yeah. something like that. I like, I like Julian. Did, I know Julian's last name is out, but I don't know if Miranda's. Is. Sorry, Miranda, either way, I'm sure you're listening right now. <laughs> I actually think she did change it. Okay. Yeah. That, All right, cool. And I like that because I really like Julian. I think he's well, hilarious. He's great. <laughs> well, so shout out to Miranda and street parking. Yes. Okay. Cool. Moving on to our next lifestyle focus, which is the same as it was last April. <laughs> yeah. So April showers. Bring lots of sleepies. Sleepies. <laughs> I think we're done with the daylight savings fallout, so now we can refocus on our sleep. <laughs> it I, takes me a couple weeks yes. to recover. No, I'm just kidding. I'm actually, I'm actually, people are going to hate me on this podcast, but I'm actually going to say one good thing about daylight savings. So just wait. I, I'll get to it. Don't worry. But as Robin gives me the dirtiest look no, right I'm now. just waiting to hear what you're going to say. <laughs> It will make sense when we get to that part of the podcast, but I don't want to derail us from why we need sleep or what is sleep. All right. So we're going to focus on sleep and, and, uh, how, how to, how it relates to our time in the gym, basically. Perfect. Okay. Um, all right. Let's define sleep, right? So, you know, obviously you're closing your eyes. So your body is still, um, it's what you do and, uh, most of us do it at night. Um, napping, all of that. There are phases of sleep and they're important because different things happen. Um, and we're going to talk about the benefits of sleep. Different things happen during these stages. And if you're missing one or these of these stages, it's important to know which one. So we got, we've got light, um, deep and REM. That's what I like to call them, but they have numbers as well. If you're a numbers person, um, there's three stages of uh, light sleep or what they call non REM sleep would be, there's four stages actually, but we're getting confusing. That's why I don't like numbers to get your light sleep. That's when everything's kind of calming down, right? You start being still, your breathing starts getting deeper, your body actually gets cooler. Um, and then you go into deep sleep, um, where that just exaggerate all of that, right? And you're really into it. And then you got your REM, which is your rapid eye movement. Um, and that's where, um, your limbs actually become paralyzed. If you don't know that it's really sounds creepy, but it's really not. It's just so you don't like act out your dreams and wake yourself up. Um, sometimes you might act out your dreams if you've ever like hit somebody in your sleep. (laughs) I know. I think I have, um, it can happen, but not in your REM. That won't happen in your REM. 
um, yeah, so you got your light, your deep, and your REM. And we're going to refer back to that. About 80% of your time of sleep is in non-REM. So your light and your deep sleep. REM is about 20% for healthy adults. And that's really important to know. And if you don't know how to track your sleep, um, there's lots of ways. Mm -hmm. Right, And if you've never tracked your sleep, I would recommend doing it, it, even if it's just for a little while, just so you kind of have an idea. All right. And then benefits to sleep. I can mean, I, yeah, go ahead. Something? Yeah. Um, so Robin talks about all those and that's the cycle of sleep. Yeah. That you go through several times in a night. Yeah. And this, a full cycle takes between 90 and 120 minutes. Exactly. That's what I wanted to get to. Um, and this is where when people tell you how much sleep to get. They're trying to get, Robin mentioned those percentages, which I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, the Basically, the more opportunity you give your body to go through those cycles, the better those numbers and those percentages. Right, get so you. we're looking for four to six times through the cycle. So if you look at the high end of that, the 120 minutes, that's two hours, times six times, that's, your, that's where you get your eight hours. Right, did I do that right? Well, that would be 12, two times six. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> but Robin yeah but yeah so four times 12 is what uh well four times, four times two, two is eight, eight hours there yeah. you go so so your four hours is your minimum so your eight hours minimum that's kind of where they get yeah. and we'll get into sleep recommendations later but that's you're right 90 to 20 minute cycles four to six times a night is ideal exactly and that's why like you might wake up feeling really good with minimal amount of sleep like you just timed the cycle right and that was when you were waking back up. So like, you're like, oh, but Ben, I always feel good on four to five hours. Like you're just getting lucky with your timing. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's kind of the same, the same thing we talked about at the gym, like just be consistent and show up, like and get the reps in. It's the same thing with sleep. The more opportunity you give to go through these cycles, the better you're gonna feel. And it usually with sleep, and we all know this, anecdotally you can do a couple four five six hours but it's when they build and they add up yeah that's when you start feeling the effects and one of the big things that i'm going to double down on robin saying track your sleep is one of the eye-opening things that i always have to remind clients of when they tell me oh ben i got seven hours of sleep i was in bed by 11 p.m and i got up at 6 a.m that's not actual sleep that's just time you were in bed. Yes. And yeah, that's, <laughs> so, that's one data point, but it's not going to give you a lot of information. Exactly. So, it, and if you ever start to track, you'll realize really quickly, oh, when I get seven hours in bed, it's more like five and a half to six and a half hours of sleep. So keep that in mind when you're proclaiming your you know, I'm looking eight hours back sleep. in my tracker. I'm not. Okay, let's here's a, here's, this, here's a seven hours like a, a okay sleep night. Um, and my tracker says I was awake for 31 minutes, so I can't count that as sleep. That's a pretty nice short little window. And then about 320 of light sleep, um, hour and a half of deep, and then two hours of REM. Mm -hmm. So if you use a tracker, mine's called Whoop W H O O P. That's where I get that. Yep. Um, and it'll tell you how many times you woke up and, um, your respiratory weight and a couple of the other things, but it's really interesting and like tracking your nutrition. It's never what you think it's going to be. Like once you start tracking, you're like, Oh, I do eat more or less or whatever than I thought. Mm -hmm. So yeah, tracking is always a great thing. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's talk about benefits. Yes. So we were talking about this earlier before we hit record, um, 
sleep is everything. Like it's the base of the pyramid and it's just, it basically touches every part of your, if we talk about benefits, everything, your brain, memory, your hormones, your mood, your appetite, your weight, your immune system is a big one right now. Your mental health, your energy, all of that, everything's affected by your sleep. And if we're talking about specifically in the gym, how you feel when you come to the gym and how you feel during your workout uh, and how well you do compared to when you sleep well, when you sleep bad, all of that is affected. We, I mean, we can get into specifics, but I mean, I think we all kind of know that this is understood um, that you need and you need all these stages of sleep to get these benefits, right? So your brain works better. Memory is a big one, especially in the REM. Hormones, I mean, everything's connected to hormones and your hormones suffer greatly with lack of sleep. We can give you some examples of that. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, mood is kind of, duh, you're cranky when, you're, when you don't get enough sleep. Um, your appetite hormones don't work very well. Uh, weight gain is strongly associated with um, sleep issues. And then your immune system um, as well. Um, mental health is kind of a bucket term, but... If you have ever addressed your mental health, you'll know sleep is one of the first things your um, mental health provider will look at. I don't know if your doctor, your regular health care providers, I know mine doesn't ask me about sleep that much, which is really interesting. Um, But in mental health, definitely it's a huge issue. And then, of course, your energy level. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think where to even go because I had about eight things in my head from all of that. So... First and foremost, um, if you could document sleep as a drug, it would be the best performance enhancing drug on the market. It blows everything out of the water when they look at research. Like the best example of this is if you find out that somebody's on a performance enhancing drug, testosterone, the SARMs, HGH, HGH. One of the biggest things to know if they actually have success with that drug is their amount of sleep. Mm -hmm. It's like, you can take all of this, but because you're not sleeping, none of it works. And remember when we say sleep, we're talking about duration and quality. Exactly. And, and it was, it's a, they, they've done the research on it and it's like, holy crap. Like it, it, it blows it out of the water. Like it's not even close. So Robin said this before, it's the base of the pyramid. Like, it beats literally everything um, on this. So it's it's kind of crazy. I can't remember who asked me. Uh, oh, one of my buddies. He um, he was talking to me about like, well, what, what should the team be doing more of? What should this be doing more of? And I'm like. Dude, this he, is the one that coaches football. Yeah, he coaches Division One football. I'm like, dude, sleep more. Sleep more. Um, Especially the that age. We'll get into sleep requirements, but yeah. yeah. Like. And, it, and it's not even, it's the age, but it's also like, if you know anything about the military, it's the stressful situations, it's the living quarters, and it's the high-end performance on the football field. Like, you hit all of those, and you better be sleeping. Like, there's, the, put the book down. Like, take, take the lumps on the school, because if you get your sleep, your school will actually be better. Yeah, and we'll get into that. Um, so, yeah. 
So but benefits of sleep, obviously performance enhancing. Yeah. yeah. And this is one of the first things we're going to ask you if you're having issues in the gym. We'll be like, how are you sleeping? And we talked about this again before we hit record. It is the simplest change you can make, but not easy for oh, yeah. a lot of people. This is a huge issue. And if it is a huge issue for you, we ha you have our sympathies. And you've probably heard, especially if it's an issue for you, you've probably heard a lot of the stuff we're going to say. Um, but again, these fo focuses are meant for as that, as a focus. And don't lose focus on sleep because it will change everything. Mm -hmm. it'll, it'll boost everything else you're doing, right? And it doesn't cost money and it doesn't, you know, whatever. It's one of those things, those simple changes you can make. And then for all of you people who ask me for the next shortcut or the next biohack or the next... I want to hack X and Y or I want to buy X tool or Y tool. I'm going to tell you, go the fuck to bed. Excuse my French, but if you do that, you're going to do better. And and for most people, I mean, we'll talk about a lot of like sleep hygiene, but for I mean, the, the easy answer is it, it's something's got to give, right? If you want to increase your quality or quantity of sleep. You do need to sacrifice something, whether it's your nightly glass of wine or your afternoon espresso, or perhaps it's your Netflix, you know, hour or your podcast or, or your scrolling or something. Start there. Find something that you can give up, even if it, you don't really want to, um, for more sleep because it's totally worth it. It will be worth it. Um, I am looking up the sleep foundation required sleep or recommended sleep. And for most of our clients, so 18 to 64 years, seven to nine hours. Mm -hmm. um, as you get even older, over 65, it kind of goes down a little. But for every other age group, 18 and younger, it's more than seven's not going to be enough. You get eight to 10 for teenagers. Um, elementary school is nine to 11. You got your newborns up 14 to 17. If anyone's ever had a newborn and that's just to three months guys, but your kids need to sleep a lot, a lot. Mm -hmm. So let them sleep. Let them sleep. Um, the other thing is if you're staying up late to work or getting up early to work, remember that you might be cutting into your actual productivity creativity and just ability to work by not getting that sleep like sometimes the extra hour of sleep might actually make you produce more be more creative all of those things like robin literally how many did you list off in your benefit like, like a dozen yeah, yeah. It, all but, of but those what things. you're saying is, I think what you're saying is there's, you'll get more bang for your buck. Exactly. And, and it is, it's definitely ingrained in our culture to busy is, is more important than your health. To be busy and look productive. And we really want to reframe that. It is not lazy to go to bed early. It's actually better for <laughs> everyone in your life. And you'll do better with less time. And, and you'll, you'll function at a higher level. So do that and and it's for other people and don't feel selfish <laughs> yeah it, it's where robin so kindly always says to me well ben it's, it's okay to be lazy and all this and i i want robin to know and i'll let you all know i actually admire laziness i wish i could be more lazy i, I don't know how to do it well, i have I don't, to practice i think lazy is the the word that's kind of my point it's, yeah that's not the right word you know you you need to restore yourself 
Otherwise, you're just a kind of a shell and you're not going to be, you think you're being more productive and you're not. Exactly. More isn't better. Exactly. Right? So um, take this seriously and, and get, you know, again, don't think of it as lazy um, or even resting. Think of it as replenishing. Yeah. You got it. You're not a robot. Yeah. And that's where in my head, I love the word lazy because I'm like, yeah, I need to do that better. I have admiration for it. It's weird. But that's, well, that's my brain. Yeah, but it's not a point of pride to not be lazy and not be able to do it. Like totally, it's a it's a flaw that it's a it's an it's a hole in your boat, as we always say. Yeah. So plug that hole in your boat, um, and and give yourself. We talked about it uh, in our cool down um, podcast. Mm-hmm. How important it is to go from that fight or flight back to your rest, and that's kind of what you do when you go to sleep at night. You're fight or flighting, you're at work, you're productive, you come home, you're doing all the stuff, you got chores, you got food, you got da 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 And then you need to get back to that um, that rest or that fight or flight's gonna it's gonna kick your ass in a not in a good way. And 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 love and relish that. Like 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 do that. Like I'll compare it to food. Nobody will get mad at you for saying, Hey, I need to go eat a meal because I'm dying of starvation. <laughs> Yeah. Nobody would say, they're like, oh yeah. Or, hey, I'm thirsty. I'm going to go get a drink of water. Sleep is the exact same thing. Yeah. And, and, and it might go against, again, it's so ingrained in our culture and it might go against the way we're raised even to say, hey, I'm going to go to bed now. And I, that happens to me all the time because I'm an early to bed person and people go, really? And it's this whole shaming thing. And I'm like, yeah, really? Uh, if you want to get up with me at four 30, uh, then maybe you'll understand. Oh, no, I don't get up that early. Exactly. exactly. You know, like, so, yeah, give yourself, what what time do you get up, you know, and then go backwards from there. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. So let's talk about some ways to get that good sleep, mm-hmm. quality and quantity. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you, what do you want to start with? Can we start with number one? I don't have a Start with number one. You, you, number one, you put light. Yes. So um, one of the best ways to help you fall asleep stay asleep, get better sleep, is to reset your circadian rhythms. And there's this beautiful thing that happens every day. It's called the sun. It comes up in the sky and it goes down in the sky. And we all know that when it's down in the sky, we get sleepy. And we all know that when it's up in the sky, we wake up. Right, if you take advantage of that. Yes, so the way to take advantage of that is twofold. First, get outside in the morning so when the sun rises and it doesn't have to actually be at sunrise so for all those of you freaking out right now going well i get up before the sun or all of those of you that go i don't wake up anywhere near the sun that's okay so like robin i'm gonna use her as my example robin gets up what is it 4 30 or 5 4 30 it's dark so she can do two things one she can turn on brighter lights in her home or get there's this thing that's called there's a bunch of sunlights that you can literally you know like how you put on plants inside <laughs> you put that on yourself and get that light that way the other thing she can do is at some point in the morning when the sun is still low go stand in the sunshine mm-hmm. and lucky for us we live in California 
And if you didn't notice, California is very, very... Is that the uh, light app? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's so cool. Um, Robin's showing me... Because uh, I literally just learned about this app. It's it, I think it's a camera app or something. There's a bunch of them. Yeah. It's called, mine's called Light Meter. Yeah. So basically... Um, and and this is the... There's the, a second one. Yeah. You so, just hold it up basically outside and it tells you the, the LUX. I don't know. There's a, yeah. there's a measurement. Yes. Um, yeah. but, but basically... When that sun is low, that is your brain kicking on and going, okay, time to reset this. So if you do this in the morning, um, what will happen is naturally now you'll want to go to bed earlier at night. Yeah. It's using our, the evolution, you know, exactly. like before we had electricity and yeah, it's just basically just go outside and let your eyes get sun on them. Yeah. It, you know, it doesn't have to be that complicated and it doesn't have to I be long. I just love apps. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's just so cool. It doesn't have to be long. Like literally... The, the example 30 they, seconds yeah it can be 30 yeah. seconds they said um in call they gave an example of colorado with snow so super reflective super bright and a higher elevation so the sun is like extra literally they were like 30 mm-hmm. seconds is mm-hmm. all you need so in california you need less than five minutes yeah and and all of us have that in some form or fashion like this is walk your kids to school in the morning this is walk your dog in the morning this is take your first phone call in the morning this is answer one email in the sun in the morning like that type of stuff boom this you've is, done it so this is the opposite of a like a blackout shade exactly so, yeah and and that's the other end where if you go to bed before the sun sets hello um <laughs> in the summer you you need to make everything really dark exactly yeah so light can help you so get get the light when you first wake up as soon as you can and then when you're ready to go to sleep, make everything dark. Yeah. I'm going to actually talk that one later. It's another number. The second thing is I wrote sunset. You can do the exact same thing at sunset. So when that Well, that's sun- what I meant. But sometimes you have to create a, a, a faux sunset. Exactly. Um, but for those of us who are not early risers or we don't get outside in the morning, if you do it at night. So my, my 6 p.m. class folks literally spend two minutes cooling down with that sun setting. Mm-hmm. Boom. You hit the same exact things happen in your brain, um, which can cause you to actually start to wake up earlier if you want to. Yeah. You get to trick, you get to trick yourself. Yes. Which is great. So So, create a circadian rhythm with sun. Exactly. Love it. Yeah. Jet lag accident. Exactly. So this is cool. (laughs) So we all know what jet lag is, right? You, You fly across the country, you get all this. One of the biggest ways that Monday suck is... You've actually jet lagged yourself from the weekend. Yes. Because. I don't do this. I I, I can't. I hate that feeling. So certain people do not wake up at the same time they wake up during the week on the weekends. Yeah. So you're talking about sleeping in on the weekends will be problematic for keeping that Monday morning wake up. Exactly. So. For obvious reasons. Obvious reasons. So like you would know if you flew from California to New York, you're a three hour difference. Well, if you sleep, if you normally wake up at 5 a.m. and you wake up at 8 a.m., you just did the same thing. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. Like there are, again, always trade-offs in all of these things. Yeah. If like, you were out at a wedding and dancing all night, yeah, you should sleep in. Exactly. And then just take your lumps on, on Monday. And, and the people I learned this from, they literally say that. Like, hey, it's okay to sleep in. We're not saying don't do that. But if you don't have a reason. Like you're just home on Saturday night and nothing's going on. You're just 
scrolling your phone aimlessly or Netflix is pinging you, asking you if you're still watching, <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever it is. There's just a certain shame when that happens. I'm like, ooh, ooh yes. maybe it's time to get up and do something. Yes. <laughs> Well, to speak of meal prepping, I get that sometimes because I'll put a documentary on and it'll be several episodes and I won't have touched the computer because I'm just listening to it and moving about the kitchen and then like kind of paying attention when something cool happens and it'll ask me that after about an hour or two and I'm like, oh, okay. There's no shame there. I'm literally sitting on the couch going, I have no desire to move and I'm just going to binge this. I don't care what. Yeah. All right. So, um, yeah. So I mean, not to be, I, I, I learned this the hard way. So I definitely have a, cause I get up at four 30, but on Sundays it is sleeping in, I guess, but I make sure at six o'clock, I don't set an alarm or anything. I'm already awake. Cause your body gets used to, you know, waking up. Um, and I definitely get my butt out of bed by 6am. Even if I just put a cup of coffee on, walk outside, look at the sun, whatever, and then come back in and read a book. But I usually I make the Mailchimp drafts, as you, you know. Do. You do. So, <laughs> and that's what I do to get me to kind of wake up. Otherwise, I won't fall asleep on Sunday night. Plus, you got Sunday night scaries and all that stuff. And then Mondays suck. Exactly. And so that's there. It's twofold a trick. Like, if you can, don't go to bed later, mm-hmm. Friday and Saturday night. Also, try and get up at the same time. Mm-hmm. Now, what Robin does, it's beautiful, and I'm going to talk this later. There's such a thing called non-sleep deep rest. And Robin kind of blends that with her morning routine there. Like if you're sitting there reading a book, I bet once in a while you fall back asleep on accident. Oh, no. I, oh, good. No. Good, good, Cause good. Because again, that's going to be problematic. <laughs> but, yeah. but that's again, that would be okay. Like yeah. you got up, you tried, and then you fell back asleep. That's fine. Yeah. That is totally fine. Don't be mad at yourself. Don't. Don't beat yourself up because you actually kept the rhythm. My husband calls that snoozing. Exactly. He's like, I'm going to snooze for a while. It's like not full on sleep, but it's definitely not doing anything. Yes. But they actually say now that that, that's the old school siesta that people talk about. And so it's, it's listen to those Latin countries that do all that. And those, that is good. Like, and so if you're like, oh man, I don't know if I can do that. Fine. Try it. Like try and get up at the same time. Try and go back, like play around with that. I bet what you find is your Monday now feels better. It does. Oh my gosh. It, it, in, in, in. And I'm not going to say it's perfect, but that is one of the reasons why Mondays are so hard for people. Yeah, agreed. So keep that in mind. All right. Um, Avoid caffeine. That's kind of a duh. And everybody's a little different. I mean, my cutoff is noon, maybe one. Otherwise, no, it's not going to happen. I know people that are like, I can drink a cup of coffee and go right to sleep. I would argue they're still disrupting their sleep, even if you could go to sleep. But that's just... So... Um, one caffeine is such a personal thing Mm -hmm. that you need to test and work on and do not tell me that it does not impact your sleep. If you're not tracking your sleep, because you might pass out, quote unquote, having that late night cup of coffee or like I watch people take the 200 milligram caffeinated fit aids at 6 PM. I'm like, stop it. (laughs) Like, stop it. There's no way that's not impacting you because the, percentage of the population is so low on that caffeine impact like something's happening there. but even you might even be that person but you gotta you gotta have that data and and give it a try yes um and don't think that you're solving the problem by doing the mid-afternoon caffeine hit you're actually worsening the cycle i literally have this conversation twice a month with a client of mine 
where she goes, well, but I had to do it because of this and this and this. And I'm like, well, you realize you just perpetuated the cycle of the problem, right? And she's like, no, no. And I'm like, well, how'd you sleep last night? She's like, terrible. <laughs> well, and you brought up the Latin culture and, and again, this, this afternoon coffee, if, if it fits in with your, your circadian rhythm or your rhythm, you know, in, in those countries, typically you don't get up or go to work till eight, nine, ten in the morning. Mm -hmm. Right. So then you're at work and then you have your, your, your rest or your siesta at like two or three, you get up, you have your espresso, you don't eat dinner till nine or 10 at night. And then you're up until, you know, midnight, one o'clock, then you're still getting your eight o'clock, your eight hours of sleep. You get up at nine. Then that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Does it make sense for me getting up at 4.30 a.m. to having no. 3 p.m. espresso? No. no. <laughs> That's a bad idea for me. Well, and, and Robin will tell you from the, the research we both read, like minimum six hours prior to bed, probably better off eight to 10 hours prior. You should cut off the caffeine. Yeah, if in doubt or if you have an issue with caffeine, and we all know we do sometimes, we it sneaks up on us. I've been oh, yeah. sitting there and I'll be talking to Ben and I'll suddenly be like, oh my God, my heart is racing <laughs> or, or the anxiety or whatever mm -hmm. it is that caffeine, it is a drug. So just know how it affects you and yeah, give yourself a cutoff, whatever works for you. What's your cutoff? I try and do noon to 2 PM. Yeah. Like that's my, that's my line. Um, the other thing with that is if you're like a habitual caffeinator, you might try and downregulate that. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying go cold turkey because that can be really hard, but like track your milligrams of caffeine. If you go, holy cow, I'm at 500, I'm at 400 milligrams. Try and take it down to 300, 200. And again, you learn how it affects you because everybody's different. I know people that are like, I can't do that caffeine because it makes me so anxious. It speeds up my heart. You know, all that stuff, it's uncomfortable. Uh, personally, I drink a couple cup of coffees and I feel great. Mm -hmm. I've, and I've tried all the things and I've done a lot of data and a lot of not drinking it and drinking a lot of it. I also am very sensitive to when it's too much. And I'm like, oh, now I know that feeling. So just kind of learn yourself because it, it can it impact sleep for sure. And I'm going to double down on what Robin just said there. Make sure you're, you're tracking in some way and experimenting with that. Mm -hmm. Like, I swear... People do it to me all the time. And I'm like, well, how do you know? And they're like, I don't know. I just, I just know. And I'm like, mm -mm. yeah, we came up with our <laughs> cutoff times by experimenting over the years. Yeah. And remember seasons of life also <laughs> and your hormones change and all that stuff. So keep checking in with the caffeine. We are never going to tell you not to have anything basically, but, um, you never know. And everybody's got different sensitivities. And I will, I, I, I will, I will disagree with Robin on this one. I will tell you not to have the 200 milligrams at 7 p.m. at night. <laughs> I don't care who you are. I don't see how that's working well for you. Um, but so just, just remember that. What is sleep hypnosis? Ah, so if you, like listening to the calm app, or it's something? a different app. I, I'll, I'll post it in the thing. Yeah. Um, but so sleep hypnosis, this is for the folks that they don't, they wake up in the middle of the night and struggle to go back to sleep or they wake up kind of consistently and it's not because of urination. We can talk. Actually, I'll talk that right now. Basically, if you're waking up more than two to three times, one to two times to pee in the night and you're getting like the, you're in bed for eight to nine to 10 hours, that's okay. Like one pee in the middle of the night because you've been away from things for 10 hours, that's okay. If it goes beyond like two 
and you're in bed for that long, one, go talk to your doctor. Yeah, please. Two, two check your water intake one to two hours before bed. And also caffeine. Yes, exactly. Diuretic. Exactly. Yeah. Any diuretic. Like, you can name a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you're just waking up, like, you just, you, you struggle to sleep and all this. Um, there's an app. I think it's, like, Riverin or I want to say Rivian, but that's the new electric that's truck. The electric truck yeah. um, but it's something along those lines. And basically what that does is it does a slight sleep his- hypnosis. It's it's not quite calm, but it's it's similar. There's a bunch of them. There's yeah. stories. Yeah. You, you, these stories will crack you up if you try to listen to them awake. Because they'll be like, you walked into the house. And there, look at, there's a chair. And they'll talk. And it's so sweet. And, but it puts <laughs> you right. To, if you try to listen to it for entertainment, you, you, no. Yeah. But yeah. This so. one, this one's slightly different than that. That is actually talking that non-sleep deep rest, the NSDR that you see down in the list there, Robin. Um, I don't know. It puts me right to sleep. Oh, it does. But that's what it's supposed to do. <laughs> that's, 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 yeah. that's what it's supposed to do. Um, this is a little different. And I think because Robin and I both don't have this problem. Like I've never heard you say I struggle to stay asleep and be asleep. Aside from when noises are going on outside your house yeah. and you've got to go <laughs> attack someone. <laughs> um, well, we, we'll probably get to the... I don't know if there's alcohol in here. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll talk we'll, it. We'll, we'll wait for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you struggle with that. And a lot of people do. And we we are so sorry because it's the worst feeling. Yes. Check out that sleep hypnosis. There's one. I don't know if this is the app. Is included in the app. But there's other like um, you can just Google like um, I, protocols, I guess. There's mm-hmm. one where you go, okay, you, you relax the top of your head yep. and then you relax your forehead and then your nose. And then, yep. and then by the time you get like halfway down your body, you're out Yeah. or you can do it from the toes up and there's little kind of practices like that. And again, if you struggle with sleep, you probably know all this already, but, um, these are just, we're just yeah. going to throw these out there. Okay. Yeah. Overhead light. Okay. Duh. So, <laughs> well, so there's some cool things here. Turn the light off. And you'll yes. sleep better. <laughs> yes. Totally. Um, so overhead light at night. Um, let me see the list real quick. Make sure. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. This is what I'm talking about. I was just talking about mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. So from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m., um, you want to not expose yourself to light. Um, and if you know how the eyes are built, and I just learned this today, researching for it, the bottom half of your eyes and your retina is what absorbs light. Mm-hmm. And if you understand how the eyes work, they flip things sometimes or flip. I think they flip it. I don't fully understand it. Um, But basically, if the light is above you, that's going straight into the bottom of your eye. So between if you have to have lights on between 10 p.m. and 4 a.m. and you want to be asleep, the lower you put the light the better it is for you to do the sleep. That's why nightlights go in at the baseboard. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's why, like they say, don't turn on the overhead light, turn on the lamp. Yep. Low. Like, yep. And they're saying like desk and below. Yep. So like, if you're like me and I sometimes have to work late at night, I do two things. I put on blue blockers mm-hmm. um, and I try and turn the lights down or try and turn on a lamp low. Or if you're gonna if you're gonna go to the bathroom, or whatever it is, and you grab your phone, point it toward the floor. Exactly. Um, one, because then you'll see what you're about to step on. <laughs> <laughs> Important. Two, you won't blind your eyes, like because yeah, when yeah, you point yeah. it up, it always blinds me. Um, and so that will help. And then the inverse of that during the day. Mm-hmm. So like 
get the blue light in your eyes. Of course, if you get headaches from staring at the screen all day long, one, take a break. Two, then you could put on blue blockers, but you need that blue light to again, kick the circadian rhythm Absolutely. going. Absolutely. So, so have the overhead lights on, have that on. But when the sun's, again, follow the sun. When the sun starts to set, you start to turn the lights down. You start to move them lower. Um, if you're good with fire, and I say this very precautionary, do not burn your house down. Do not burn anyone else. Candles and fireplaces don't impact this. That's right. So if you can switch to those, do it. Um, they, they have these things. They're called salt lamps. They mimic um, fire. Yeah. Um, and they're non, they don't, they don't light any, they don't, they don't light anything on fire. They're just, they're just a a lamp. Yeah. You can put that in like your kid's room or something. Exactly. Um, now here's a cool one (laughs) that I found out today. If you have teenagers and it's the summer and you're about to go back to school or you need them to start waking up earlier, there are studies that show if you flash bright light before they wake up, they will naturally start to reset their circadian rhythm to wake up earlier. The other way you can do that is make bacon. <laughs> yes, that too. It's science. It's science. Yes, <laughs> both both work. Um, <laughs> but if you don't have any bacon, you do have lights in your home, I think. So you can literally, you don't have to wake them up. You just go flash the light on and off. Yeah. A couple times. And you're not trying to wake them up. You just flash it. Sorry, all you teenagers <laughs> that we get. But, but for those of you who like want to try this or want to do this experiment, a lot of us have the Alexas, the, the smart home stuff, the smart lights. You can do this without getting an alarm. You can just flash the light and go back and stay asleep, flash the light, go back to sleep. And then if the lights are on, when your alarm goes off, you'll feel better when you wake up. Yeah. So it's a really cool, weird thing to like start to reset the rhythm while you're actually sleeping with light. Do this to your children and report back to us. I want to know. Yes. Nap, but not too long. (laughs) I can't, can't, can't do it. Thank God I don't need to. Um, So one for all of you that can't do it, (laughs) ask yourself how much you've practiced it. Yeah, that's true. One of the best pieces of advice from a buddy of mine who wrote a really good book, The Hell with the Hustle. So if you're one of the hustlers like I am, one of the overworkers, you need to go read this book because it'll reframe a lot of things and get you to like, that's why I admire the word lazy now. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, Oh yes, I need to be more lazy. I need, I've earned that. And I need to listen to Robin and restore myself and rebuild myself and practice napping. And now- you don't need to earn it. You're a human that needs it. It's a requirement. <laughs> it's like food, sleep, light. Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. Um, so what, what that means is go practice it. Go lay in a bed for an hour. Do you have to fall asleep? No, we'll get to non-sleep deep rest and how that's beneficial still too. Um, also, that works with children that you say won't <laughs> sleep. That don't, Just tell them you need to lay in your bed and be quiet. Yep. And then let, let nature take its course. Yes. Go ahead. Second, um, you want to be careful with this. There are timings of sleep naps. Like if you do 20 to 30 minutes, that's a brain nap. Yeah. So your brain's going to feel refreshed. Your body won't quite. Um, if you do 60 to 90 minutes, that's where you'll get both body and brain. But if you go longer than 90 minutes, you risk a couple different things. One, making yourself more groggy because you kick off usually another sleep cycle. Yeah. So that's going back to those sleep cycles. Mm-hmm. So you, you want to keep it in those first non-REM stages of sleep if you don't want to wake up super groggy. 
Exactly. The second thing is um, this offsets your circadian rhythm again. So then you can't go to bed at night. Yes. When you sleep longer than that yep. 90 minutes. Also watch when you do it. Like if you're doing it an 20, hour 20 before. 20 minutes is where I would suggest if you're going to pr- practice that you set an alarm for 20 minutes and mm-hmm. see how that feels. Um, that seems to be the sweet spot for a lot of people that I know that now it doesn't work for me. I'd rather go to bed early. And for those of you that struggle with the afternoon, like need the caffeine, need the thing, try the 20 minute nap and just close your eyes for 20 minutes and sit there. You'll actually feel that boost. If you work in an office, you can do this under your desk <laughs> or in your car. Or in the, how many <laughs> of those sweet sleep pods do they have at all those tech buildings yes. now? And like, I know they didn't get rid of those. They might have got. There's a reason they have those. Exactly. You know? It helps with productivity. Well, and it, it traps you there so you stay longer and, yeah, and do sure. more work with them. Yeah course <laughs> so take advantage of them you can always come to the gym we have those big fluffy leather chairs they're great for napping exactly all right nsdr we kind of talked about this so this is um where it's non-sleep deep rest so this is twofold one you wake up too early you get woken up all of that go lay back down and turn on as robin talked the calms the sleep stories they have literally if you youtube nsdr if you don't listen to it while trying to sleep it'll be the most like weird creepy thing ever so weird and creepy but if you listen to it while sleeping you'll actually even though you do not fall asleep you will feel better i do it sometimes with the audiobook of someone's Mm. voice that i like exactly i'm gonna highly recommend bono's uh, book because he has that <laughs> lovely irish it, i mean unless you hate bono and then you'll hate the book um and then anything pedro pascal Beautiful. <laughs> you gotta find someone whose voice you're just like ah oh. yeah anyway go ahead um so that's <laughs> that's what that is and, and, and literally if you do that for 30 minutes to an hour um you'll feel more restorative and get more so that's where like when people tell you just lay in bed for nine hours that's what they're talking about. And it's it's another option besides just laying in bed and worrying and having your anxiety and all of that. Because it's just, that's the worst feeling. Like, I get up at 4.30, I wake up at 3. And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, there we go. Might as well just get up. And people say that a lot in the 6 a.m. class. They'll be like, well, I woke up at 4, so I figured I might as well just get up. And that's just a shame, right? It's too bad. But um, And sometimes you won't be able to go back to sleep. But this is just an offering. Like, you might try it. Yeah. Well, and also like understand that, okay, sometimes do it, but don't, if you're doing it every single day and you haven't tried this thing, try this thing. Try this thing. Yeah. Supplement food. Um, Are so we running out of time? yes, I'm going to, I'm going to actually pause this right Let's here. Pause us. Pause. We have like... I'm going to do this real quick. <laughs> Hold on. Technical difficulties. Let me turn this on. Let Robin breathe. Um, Again, sorry for the break. We had emergency temperature issues with the phone. (laughs) Every day is a new day when we record in the studio. A new day. All right. So we were talking supplementation and food. And food. Okay. So. As it pertains to sleep. Yes. Um, So one of the biggest things you can do is make sure you're getting enough food. And then timing that food right. So. If you're going to bed super, super hungry, eat something. Like, don't go to bed so hungry that you're starving and can't sleep. That's bad. But also, try to eat. Um, 
what was it, three to four hours prior? I know two has been said too, but give yourself some time between when you're supposed to go to bed and when you're eating. I would say if you've never thought about it before, start with two. Yeah. Just to, just so it's not so overwhelming. So if you go to bed at what, 10, stop eating by eight. That's easy enough, right? You have dinner at six or seven and then eat a snack and then brush your teeth. That's what everybody says. You know, brush your teeth and floss and all that. And then you're done. Yeah. And the other thing, but also for those of you intermittent fasters and fasters and all of that, like plan that fasting window around that too. But, but, and I, I just had this conversation because people bring this up because it's a shiny new toy and I, I'm very cautious about intermittent fasting because most people don't do it right. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you stop eating two to three hours before you go to bed, you're, you're already fasting (laughs) because let's say you are the person that stops eating at eight, you go to bed at 10, you probably wake up eight hours later, which is six that's a 10-hour fasted window. Exactly. And then maybe you wait a couple hours to eat breakfast. Now you got a 12-hour fasted window. And that's an ideal fasted window. Yep. Don't get too crazy with your intermittent fasting people. And also, that doesn't mean eat less. So like Ben said, <laughs> if you're not nice and full at 8 o'clock when you stop eating, you've not done it right. Yes. Like starving yourself is never the answer. No. Um and, and, and like all the things that Robin pointed out, the 12 things that sleep helps, food is tied into all those things too. Yes. <laughs> so it's like sleep, then nutrition. You pair both of those together, you're a rock star. I mean, you don't want to go to bed stuffed and that's why, mm-hmm. you know, this window is, it is really helpful. And it's shown to, I mean, help with a lot of things like insulin sensitivity, blah, 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 blah. But, um, but yeah, definitely don't eat right before you go to bed if you can help it. I, this is one of the biggest things you'll hear me talk about and one of the things I'm working on because I love you all and I don't want to eat during class. <laughs> I have to eat after class at night. Um, so I'm always mindful of trying to get that food down as quickly as I can to allow me to have that window between when I'm going to go to bed. Mm-hmm. And so that that's a big thing for folks. Um, now, in addition to that, there are supplements you can take to help you stay asleep and fall asleep longer. Um, And they're not the supplements you're probably thinking of. Um, One of the biggest ones that people always tell me is melatonin. Cautious, caution, caution. If you have not done a hormone profile, because melatonin is a hormone, you should monitor what you're taking in melatonin. It shocks me that melatonin is available for anyone to just pick it up off a shelf. Robin, you're going to laugh? Literally the Huberman. People give it to their kids. Well, so what's interesting is, um, one, uh, I learned this from Huberman this morning. Melatonin actually um, prevents, I don't know, it's not, it prevents, maybe is the wrong word, but delays puberty. So in some kids... It's good. Your body naturally produces, does all this. But if you think about that, if it is literally able to do one of the biggest hormone function things we do in our life, and you're just taking it off the shelf from Safeway or whatever, (laughs) we're not dissing melatonin. We're just saying it is a potent drug. Well, and this is the other thing. I had a conversation with one of my clients about supplementation. It was a different supplement, mm-hmm. but he didn't look at where the source was. 
So he had no third-party testing on it, nothing approved on it. I'm like, you just bought the thing. So it could be sugar water. It could be sugar water. Yeah. The second thing was, I was like, do you know what an effective dose is? Yeah. Because something will say, oh, we have X in it. If you don't know what this is, go look up Bang Creatine Lawsuit, where they said they had enough creatine in it, and it proved that they didn't have barely any in yeah, it. Most of this stuff isn't <laughs> regulated, you guys, so exactly. just be careful. And so that's the same with melatonin. Mm-hmm. Melatonin off the shelf has been proven time and time again, either to have too much in it, too little in it, or that person didn't need it. And so that's why I said up front, get a hormone panel. And if you're the doctor in you that you talk to and work through with this goes, oh yes, you are not producing melatonin. One, they're going to start with some other things first, and then they might supplement you with a like clinical prescription of melatonin. Yeah. And if you're, if you are like, I really, 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 really want to try this, start with five milligrams. That's a nice basic low dose. Um, but also really check it out because some of the side effects are no joke. Uh, I don't know what happens to you, but I have freaking crazy dreams that I don't like. They're not pleasant. Um, my husband, I gave him one half of melatonin once and he woke up screaming with a night terror. Never had that happen before. Be careful. It affects your brain. I actually won't take it. No, I've me never neither. Take, I've no, never taken thank it. you. I am, I am scared of it. It um, is scary. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I didn't get to this earlier, but Robin said it. It is literally on the same level as testosterone, yep. estrogen, HGH, all of those other hormones. You're like, oh, that guy's taking it, so he's which, cheating. Which are sports. all awesome, by the way, <laughs> if they're if they're necessary, if you're depleted yes. and you need them, and you're being, t- it's a clinical dose. Th- those are all great things. There's but, always a time and a place for all of those things, including melatonin. Yes, but how many of those can you buy? But don't just buy a gummy at the CVS and pop it. <laughs> exactly. I don't think that's smart. And again, you might have to learn the hard way, like yes. I did. Because yes. people swore by it. It's a, And it looks like you're taking vitamin C. Right? It's that benign. Yeah. But just be aware that it's not that benign. And it will affect a lot of people. Especially if you're not deficient in it. Like Ben said, it could really <laughs> mess with you. So be careful. Um, but if you're curious about things that you can use to supplement for sleep outside of melatonin, come talk to Robin or I. Because we know what they are. I can, I can share the prescription for lack of term that expert have shared with us. And we'll talk through first, like, well, Hey, have you done X? Have you done Y? Have you done this? And then we might get to supplementation. Um, but we can help you kind of figure that out before saying blindly, go do this. Yeah. And, and go through the list of stuff we just told you. Um, I think the best sleep aid in the world is, um, exercise. Yeah. On the days that I don't do anything, I have a much harder time falling asleep. This is also anecdotal, but there's science to back it up. But yes, another reason to come to the gym, even if you're not going to like go balls out, you're still going to get movement and exercise and it's going to help you sleep. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'm going to throw a caveat into that. Mm-hmm. Um, so they did a research study around this. One, they proved what Robin just said. Exercise will help you sleep. And it's, it's very similar to the exercises and things we do, the higher zones and stuff like that. But for those of you who work out at night, they warned about working out within six hours of going to bed. Now, 
they caveated this. <laughs> they did a really good job of this because I loved it. They one warned about that intensity, but they also talked about how some ways it can benefit you. And the biggest thing they said was if you were able to shift from that exercise state to a cool down or rest and digest state, you can mitigate all of those impacts exactly. and then take advantage. So for those of you who come at 5 and 6 p.m. at night, do a freaking cool down. Like, and you, a lot of you actually do this without realizing it. Um, Andrew K. He does it almost every time he worries me because he sprints out of the gym to sit on this ledge right in front of the gym every time he's just cooling down. Mm -hmm. uh, but I always worry he's getting sick because <laughs> I see him just take off. He just doesn't want people up in his grill. He's it's like, I'm going to cool down on my own. Back exactly. off. Yeah, love it. And that is what I would tell everyone to do. Go be a stoop kid and sit on the stoop of the gym. Or throw your legs up the wall or yes. whatever does whatever you need. I like the, again, back to the leather chair in the left. Yes. You'll find me there uh, Saturdays at 9 o'clock yeah. most days. <laughs> I will pat um, 6 p.m. class from Thursday last week on the back so much. We ran up until the hour in class. So, But it was a whole bunch of wall balls, a whole bunch of running. I told them all, hey... If you have time and want to not have your legs kill you tomorrow, go spend five minutes on the bike. Great cool down. Uh, you know what, Robin? Every bike got used. Yes. I was so amazed and so impressed. Good job, you guys. Well, like, they didn't want sore legs. They yes. know what it feels like. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was so cute because Vishnu was, the, unfortunately, the last person over there. And he was like, Ben, I'm going to sit here and do it once one person is done. Yes. And he double cooled down. And I'm like, you, you guys want to know what makes me happy in the gym? You guys taking care of yourself like that. Like I was yeah. so proud of everybody for that. So pat on the back, high five to that group of people. And I bet they all slept better and I bet they all felt better the next day. Yep. All right. Uh, alert one hour. Oh, so you got a little alarm. So yeah, like for those of you that worry like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to fall asleep and all this. It is actually an evolutionary thing for you to become more alert right before you go to bed. Think about it. You want to make sure that your surroundings are safe. Mm -hmm. So don't be nervous. Don't be scared. If you feel wired within an hour of your normal bedtime, just let it flow. Because literally what your body is and brain are doing is going, are there tigers? Are there lions? Are there bears around? Or currently, make sure all the doors are locked and the windows are, and the, yeah. the candles are blown out and the stove is off. That, there you go. <laughs> and the dog's gone to pee so you don't get woke up in the middle of the night. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and lock your car door too. Yes. Uh, so that, that's what that is to, to give you calm of like, Hey, don't be worried. If you feel wired, you will still go to sleep. This is natural. Love it. So just, just keep that in mind. Mine, my, these are my favorite. The next two cool, cold room. Yes. Don't sleep hot. Colder than you think. Oh, it's cold in here. Perfect. Get under the covers. You're going to be great. And, and layer those blankets. Mm -hmm. So if you're someone who's like, Ben, I'm always cold. Great. Go under five blankets. Yep. Because um, the colder that room is, the better you will sleep. That's right. 100%. Um, so, so make that room as cold as you possibly can. If you have money to invest in this or you have a disagreement with your partner on how cold the room should be, <laughs> um, there are a bunch of mattress tops that cool the mattress. I use one personally. If you don't disagree on how cold the room is, are you even married? Well, there's a funny joke with one of the podcasters that is in the space. They call the center of the bed. 
what is it they, they named it an island or something a tropical paradise island like uh i can't remember what it was but basically that's the only spot that they have sex and then they go back to their separate sides <laughs> i was like this is awesome I love it. the so, island of paradise and then you have the berlin wall between yes. you with pillows and stuff yes yeah. so yeah, they're yeah, like yeah. hey this is where we come together and then we go apart because we both like our mattresses in different corners, yeah. different different heats and i'm like that's perfect. Yeah. And if you can do that in your home, you'll benefit from it greatly. And it does not impact your partner. Like I have one and my partner does not have one. And we are both incredibly happy um, when our side is the temperature we want it. Yep. So. All right. The best one. Uh, avoid alcohol. Yep. Game changer, guys. Game changer. I will tell you right now. We, um, we all know it. We all know. And if you've ever tracked your sleep, uh, yeah. And so, but here's some things um, that people don't think about sometimes with this. One, um, on there it says eight to ten hours. So yes, even that cocktail with lunch might get you. Um, so just be in mind of that. Two, maybe you are going to drink. You know, it's Friday night. You're going out with friends, blah, blah, blah. If you can give yourself a buffer before you fall asleep. So two hours, three hours, whatever it is, that helps still because it's, you've still processed some of that alcohol. So basically don't be your college self and have the beer by your bed, drinking it while you're falling asleep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, like if that's the line, okay, we'll step that back. Let's give ourselves an hour break. Let's give ourselves two hour breaks. You know, maybe you can't go cold Turkey yet. And yes, it makes you sleepy and you fall asleep easier. A hundred percent. Then you either get your norepinephrine hit or you get your I have to pee or your anxiety or something's going to wake you up in the middle of the night. So don't do it. Also, your heart rate is different and blah, 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 Well, blah. and fundamentally, it's not sleep. It's not because that REM, REM never happens. Yes. Um, and unfortunately, and this is something I'm working on now for you cannabis users. This same thing can happen with that. Absolutely. So be mindful of that. Be cautious of that and understand what's going on there. So, so really think about that. Like that does the same thing to you in some studies now. So this is the problem with all of this stuff is it's getting researched and it's starting to change things. So be aware, just be aware of that stuff. And And then your sleep medications. Those too. So I know there's a couple of them. I know I'm no expert here, but you know, a lot of these sleep, especially the hardcore ones, like an Ambien is going to make you unconscious, but not sleep. Mm -hmm. And that's really dangerous because you think you've had enough sleep and you are capable of things that you're not because you haven't actually, your brain never went to sleep. So you gotta be really careful with those. Mm -hmm. Um, and one, talk to your doctor. Like, explore all options before those, if you can. And ask them questions about that. And do your own research, too. Exactly. Because doctors really do know a lot about medication, but not all of them know these other options, as well as, you know, your your Google does. So, well, research it. I had a former client. Her husband was, I can't remember his name, but he's basically, if you're in Silicon Valley and you're higher up, you go to him for your sleep doctor visits. Okay. I'm like, oh, cool. That's weird. And she told me, she's like, he doesn't prescribe any of those. 
until they get to the last resort. They like try 20 different Absolutely. things. And I'm like, okay, this guy's the guru. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, he went to all the fancy schools, had all the degrees. I'm like, really? I'm like, why are you working with me? <laughs> but pharmaceuticals definitely yeah. have a place, you know, better living through chemistry and all that. But yeah, they should always be that last resort. And and really test run that and ask your doctor, is there anything else we can try? Um, and they might go, oh yeah, you could try X and Y. And we've literally given you 12 other <laughs> things to do yep. first. Yeah. And then you wrote, you wrote adapt sleep needs. You talked about this already. Yeah. Um, with the sleep times and stuff, little kids got to sleep way more. Adults got to sleep a little less. Also, this goes with seasons of life. Like mm-hmm. if you're overperforming in the gym, you're like, Ben, I want to crush everything in the gym. You got to sleep more. Mm-hmm. If you're overperforming in work you got to sleep more you know all of those things and we get it like sometimes your life you know some people in here maybe have a job and a second job and then decide they're going to get a graduate degree you know who i'm talking about (laughs) you still need the same amount of sleep scientifically so something else has to give something's got to give so be really careful to prioritize sleep and again you're not being lazy you're not being selfish You'll be able to do more things for other people and be more productive in your life if you if you prioritize sleep. So, recommend it. Mm-hmm. And um, that's the challenge. I mean, I think you'll probably agree. Like, look at your life and see where you can prioritize this if you're not already doing it. Oh, yeah. Um. Do you have any uh, goals around sleep? Yeah. Um something else I wrote down after we do this. Maybe I didn't take a picture of it. Damn it. Oh, I'm an idiot. Okay, never mind. Um, oh, I know what I wrote down. We already covered it. Never mind. Um, <laughs> Good. So, my goals with sleep um, to help me try and go to bed more frequently and better, I'm doing three things that are all supposed to take me less than 10 minutes. The first is, and I already started this one, a one minute cold shower in the morning. So basically starting my day with something uncomfortable. Um, And the research kind of shows like when you do that, it sets everything else up in the day to make it easier. Um, For me, cold plunges aren't that hard, but just that cold shower that one minute like boom is enough um and i don't want i don't need to do the 20 minutes i don't need to do the three minutes i'm not buying a cold plunge i'm making it as simple as freaking possible um a minute there i turn the handle as cold as it can go and i just stand in there and squeal like a little kid i love it um then there's two others that i'm gonna try and do i'm gonna try and get two minutes of sunrise or early morning light so basically i'm going to walk my ass outside drink a cup of water and stare into the sun um and then the third is i'm going to try um to get evening sunlight like when the sun's going down and that might be trickier so if you're at 6 p.m class tell me to go outside when we're done with class or make sure I'm standing outside when you're doing running or something. Well, outside. you mentioned Andrew coming outside for his cool down. Yeah. Like go take a walk in the parking lot. Yes. Well, and like 
I always try and clean up right after. I might just start standing outside with you all and talking more. I do it a lot, but... Is the taco truck still here that time? You could walk down and get yourself no, some it's, dinner. No, it, it leaves at 4.30. Oh, sad face. Okay. Don't ask how I know that. <laughs> it's actually not from me. I know it from my former coach. Nick Nick had it timed. Oh, it's good, by he, the way. Shout yes. out to the, the blue truck down by the Greenway. Yeah. yeah. So those are kind of... I'm all. I'm trying to do all of those in five minutes or less. So literally, it's a one-minute shower, two minutes in the morning, two minutes at night. That's five minutes, so five to ten minutes. And that's how simple I'm trying to make it. See if that works. Awesome. Um, um, is there any... Um, do you feel like you're not sleeping as well as you could be? Is that why yes. you need to make those? Okay. Yes. Um, 100%. Um, I'm not in bed enough. And I don't know if I can increase that right now. Um, so I want to make the quality as big... A big a bang for the buck. Got it. Um, and I think that will help my mood and everything else do that. Also, with resetting the circadian rhythm, it might push me to go to bed earlier. So when I'm realizing I'm not productive at night working, I will just go to bed. I do that every night anyway. I try and work till I'm unproductive. <laughs> it's So that's when I kick myself out and go to bed. Um, so sorry if you don't get the email back from me late at night. It's literally because... I've hit the wall and <laughs> I'm going, um, and I'm working other things to do that. But that's the that's the goal, is to try and make the quality of the sleep better through those things. So, doing something uncomfortable in the morning for me, and then getting the the sunlight there, because I think I can do all of that in under five minutes. So that's my. And I believe you said you're going to link a couple podcasts, um, the Huberman Lab podcasts, um, which is the, the great, great um, sleep podcasts on there. Exactly. Yeah. So check those out, you guys, um, if you want mo- more coherent podcasts than this one. <laughs> I don't know. He rambles a lot. so He's super smart, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. Huberman's great. And then he has one with Matthew Walker. Well, if nothing else, it'll reinforce what we're saying here. So. Yeah. You'll know we're not just talking out our butts. And we might be talking out our butts, but... We know. know we know this. We know sleep. Yeah. All right. Cool. Awesome. All right, gang. Get some rest. Get some sleep. And have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye.